for it. Fires to the end zone. Touchdown! Alabama wins! And the kick is blocked! Appalachian State has stunned the college football world. One of the greatest upsets in sports history. at least until next year I hope because I swear the political climate in America right now is just so toxic and I know we're not going to get into that I'm just it's over we can all get the president selected and move the fuck on so welcome to the red zone my name is red and it is great to have you on the show today uh, we're going to be talking about a few things here. It's going to be a little bit of a rush uh, show compared to our episode last week. It's not going to be as laid back uh, because we got a few things we got to talk about and not a whole lot of time to do it. So uh, I'm just going to kind of go ahead and jump into the top story. And we're going to just start with college football news. Wisconsin. Fucking Wisconsin is in the middle of a COVID plague. So um, over the last couple of weeks, Wisconsin's football program has had a severe coronavirus outbreak. As of this taping, 27 people, including the head coach Paul Christ, are positive for COVID. They already had their game against Nebraska canceled last weekend. And then just today, they announced that they will not be able to participate in the game against Purdue this weekend. So keep in mind, the Big Ten only has six, I believe six football games, six or eight football games this season. And, you know, for Wisconsin, they are a contender in the Big Ten Conference. I mean, you look at who they what they have stacked up against them in the rest of the Western Division? It's not even a contest, really. Sure, Minnesota's right there. Uh, Iowa's always been a bit of a pain in the ass. Northwestern has been trying to make some noise, but they're not quite there yet. Everybody else is just complete garbage. If Wisconsin is not able to get their average games played, like if they can't get their average number of games above four. And if they miss another game, I, well, okay, so let me just kind of clarify. If they miss one more game because of this coronavirus shit, if it's not resolved here within the next week, 
they will not be able to do any postseason play. And, I mean, you know, yeah, we got bowl games this year, which is awesome. I love the bowl games. I know everybody gives them a lot of flack. Like, oh, they're pointless. They're just big advertisements. I just love watching football. But if Wisconsin can't play a bowl game because of the coronavirus, that just is, ah, it's terrible. It's, It's just awful. I mean, I hate Wisconsin. I'm a Buckeye fan. But you got to, you know, feel for the guys playing here. I mean, they they were already risking a lot opting in to play this year. A lot of guys, they were not going to play. And they were risking a lot. And now that we're into the season, it's just, it shit's not getting better. You had the outbreak in Florida a couple of weeks ago. They missed a solid two weeks of football before they came back and played Mizzou just this past weekend, which... Ended in that big fucking fight. I guess that was a lot of pent-up aggression and rage on both sides there. So, what does this mean for the Big Ten and, and college football as a whole? What is this like the doomsday forecast for, you know, college football the rest of the way? Well, I mean, let's not overreact here. It, it's not. Okay. For the Big Ten, this is a big fucking problem. I, I can guarantee you that. Wisconsin is you know, a team that arguably is a contender for the title. And they're probably not even going to be in the hunt thanks to this coronavirus outbreak. So immediately we're going to have some legitimacy concerns. And on top of that, there's going to be a lot of questions for the Big Ten. Like, what the hell are we doing enough? Because it's, you know, what the Big Ten's policy is, if you miss, if you test positive for corona, you miss automatically three weeks. This is a whole fucking team at this point that's testing vi- that's testing positive for coronavirus. Do they miss next week as well? Because if they do, that's it. No postseason football. And you might as well just not even play the rest of the way. They've only played one game, and we're already at that point. It's it's a it's a damn, damn shame. So uh, moving on, there's a team I want to talk about here that I don't quite understand. Brigham Young. Uh, BYU currently is ranked number nine in the nation. They are independent. They don't have an affiliation. The fact they're even playing any football right now, it's kind of like Liberty University, who just cracked the top 25 for the first time since they've joined FBS. And, you know, they've been able to take advantage of this COVID situation and put themselves in a position to be very competitive. Uh, You know, BYU, for example, right now, they're ranked number nine in the country. And this upcoming Friday, they are going to be taking on Boise State as the Mountain West is starting to kind of is starting to kind of get their season going. And uh, that's going to be really BYU's only real test of the season. They don't really have anybody the rest of the way that's of any real competition. Anybody that's, you know, nationally considered, hey, yeah, that's a tough game. Is there a chance BYU could make a New Year's Six Bowl? I think yes. Now, the reason why I'm not even talking about playoffs is because that is just, you would need 2007 college football season levels of madness to happen. And if you're not familiar with that season, that's the same year that Appalachian State beat Michigan in the first week of play. That's the same year that we had, like, multiple weeks in a row, the number one and two teams getting knocked off. 
And it's the same year for me, painfully, that Ohio State lost in the national championship game. So, um, so BYU. I, I'm not sure if these guys are even legitimate. And this is going to be a common problem for college football the rest of the way. We don't know a lot if a lot of these teams are even going to be legitimate once we get to the bowl season because of shortened seasons, weaker schedules, and conferences starting late. And because and you also got teams that have players that are going to be opting out. So this is a common problem. So BYU, I don't think is they haven't shown me really anything yet that tells me that they're legit. Um, which you know, and that's a fair thing to say because they haven't played a whole lot of games yet. So uh, it's it's tough. It's tough for me because I see all this hype around BYU, and I want to believe. The hype. I want to believe that these guys are competitive, that they can be a blue, hang around with the blue chippers like Notre Dame, like Clemson, who we'll talk about later, Alabama, Ohio State, all those guys. I believe, I want to believe that they can hang around. But I mean, you just look at their schedule and what they've done so far. It's. What's, what's that player's name that's getting a lot of Heisman talk? Hang on a second here. Uh, okay, BYU football. So, I mean, you take a look at what they've done so far. They have only been playing Sunbelt teams and, you know, Conference USA teams. So, you got Troy, Louisiana Tech, Texas San Antonio, Houston, and Texas State, um, and Western Kentucky. That's and that and right now this is the last. I mean, Boise State's the last team they're playing that's going to be ranked at all. They got two more games later this season. One of them, I, University of Northern Alabama, and then San Diego State. I mean, what? We're really considering BYU as a potential New Year's Six Bowl team. This is that's how you know COVID's completely fucked up the system this year. So, okay, Zach Wilson, quarterback Zach Wilson. That's the guy that apparently has a, a the fourth best chance right now to win the Heisman Trophy. I don't see it. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't fucking see it. He's got this game against Boise State. This is going to be the game of the year for them, and then that's it. Because it's in University of North Alabama, San Diego State. If they beat Boise State. They're going to run the fucking table. I mean, come on. They're going to run the table. You don't... (laughs) If they lose the University of North Alabama, they might as well just shut down the whole fucking program. So, all right. Oh, yeah. Before I get to the the main topic of college football this week, we're going to talk about the University of Cincinnati as well because they're in a similar position as BYU. They have been very impressive with the schedule they've had so far. They knocked off BYU at the start of the year. They beat USF, SMU, Memphis. They were handling their conference foes fairly well. A couple of people are picking them to play in the college football playoffs. And they were doing that before the Big Ten and the Pac-12 Pac were all saying they were going to come back. Even now that they've come back, people are saying, hey, don't count them out. Cincinnati has a better shot of making it than BYU. That that's that should be made perfectly fucking clear at this point. Cincinnati, I think, has a legitimate chance 
to play in the college football playoff this season. Even though a lot of people are going to say, well, that's just, you know, because it was a COVID fucked up season. You see the rest of the way, they don't have a whole lot happening. They got, let's see here, this upcoming week they got Houston. Then they play the rest of their conference opponents in Eastern Carolina, UCF, Temple, and Tulsa. So Tulsa, UCF, those are really the biggest two that I see the rest of the way that UC could be tripped up at. They could get tripped up at Houston, but I don't, I think they should be able to handle Houston. Houston's been a bit of a mess. So, you know, we're just going to assume they win this week. They got to beat Tulsa. They got to beat UCF, who is still a dangerous team, even though they've had a weaker season. I think that if enough teams up top get knocked off, so UC could possibly just run this, run the clock out in the season and just end up in the playoffs just because of where they're ranked right now. Right now, they're number six in the nation. And you look at the rest of the college football top, you know, top 10, top 25, you look at the standings here, a lot of these teams are going to be playing each other. For example, this week, Clemson versus Notre Dame, that's one versus four in the AP top 25. Alabama and Georgia are going to likely play each other at some point this season if they're not already. That's two versus five. So, really, if Cincinnati could just win out and bide their time, and if the college football projections, the college football playoff projections, go the way of the AP Top 25, all of a sudden, Cincinnati is on that fourth and final spot. As long as nobody else fucks up the rest, as long as they don't fuck up the rest of the way. Because Clemson is playing without Trevor Lawrence this weekend. Again, I promise we will get to it. We will fucking get to it, but... Clemson's weak. Notre Dame is unproven. Alabama is Alabama. Ohio State, they were kind of iffy against Penn State the uh, last weekend. So there's plenty of opportunity for UC to just kind of sneak their way in and become the first non-Power 5 team to make the college football playoff. And I think they can do it. Luke Fickle is a hell of a coach. He is building a great program at Cincinnati. They are getting the players they need, and they are having the success they need to have. So, I mean, just, I know people will say, okay, Cincinnati, come on. That, that's not happening. That's basically BYU. No. You look at the two schools, Cincinnati is playing a much tougher schedule. They got more top 25 opponents on their schedule than BYU. They got more quality opponents on their schedule than BYU. They have more depth and talent than BYU. They got better coaching than BYU. Overall, I think Cincinnati is a bit more is has got a better case for the playoff than BYU. Even though BYU is probably going to wind up playing, you know, an undefeated streak on at the end of the year. I think BYU could possibly get New Year's 6, you know, but that's that's you know, we're Citrus Bowl maybe for BYU. It's it's tough to say at this point. Okay, so I'm going to take a quick break, and then we're going to really dive into the Clemson-Notre Dame game, including the bullshit that's going on with Trevor Lawrence. My God, this thing has been insane. So we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. 
All right, guys, we're back. It's time we go over what is going to be probably, without a doubt, the game, if not one of the games of the year for college football. Clemson versus Notre Dame. This is shaping up to be, like I said, the biggest game of the year. These two programs, you got a traditional blue tripper in Notre Dame. You got the rising powerhouse that is Clemson that's already won two national titles in three years. It's <laughs> it's 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 what you love about college football. Just two powerhouse schools going at it for the chance to make the college football playoffs. Because you you look at the two teams in this game. The winner of this is going to most likely win the ACC and go on to the college football playoff. Now, I will say this. Before we get too committed to that, there is a chance down the road, since Notre Dame is a member of the ACC conference this season due to the COVID uh, pandemic, they are in different divisions. So we could see a rematch in December. But for right now, we can only, you know, speculate on what is guaranteed in front of us. And right now, I guarantee this is going to be a hell of a game. So, if you would have asked me early last week who I thought going into this game would be, um, you know, be the favorable pick here, immediately I would have said Clemson. Trevor Lawrence, he is, they, they can, they, there is no answer that Notre Dame will be able to have to stop Trevor Lawrence in that Clemson office. Well, you, you don't need to worry about that if you're Notre Dame. <coughs> Excuse me. Because Trevor Lawrence got COVID. And he is inactive this Saturday for the game. He's going to be there, which I'm still trying to figure out why he is even going to be there. If he is still contagious with the virus. Or if he's not contagious, and if he doesn't have the virus anymore, why they won't play him? But anyway, I'm not. I, I don't know. I don't know. He's going to be there, and he's apparently going to be a coach for um, the quarterback for Clemson, whose name I cannot fucking pronounce. Um, you know, if you're Clemson, you're going to be sweating bullets through this game. <clears throat> I mean, really, you are. Again, their quarterback, DJ Ugalalele or whatever. Um, they barely survived against Boston College last weekend. Barely. Uh, with their freshman quarterback. Now, I don't know if... I can't remember if he's a red shirt or if he's true freshman. Either way, the dude, I'm sure he's going to be fine down the road. But this season, he definitely it shows he's definitely not ready. He... Helped lead a comeback in the second half. You know, getting a couple of touchdowns, scoring one on the ground. But this is not Boston College. This is the Fighting Irish. This is at Notre Dame. This is not an easy environment for any quarterback to go into, let alone one that's only played one game and barely escaped alive against Boston College with the number one rank intact. So let's kind of just... Let's kind of just break this down here as best we can without, you know, without getting off the freaking rails here. 
So, Notre Dame, so far this season, they've pretty much been holding their own. <coughs> Excuse me, getting COVID. <laughs> Just kidding. Um, sorry, my damn notepad is not working. So, you look at the stats here going into the season. You look at their schedule previously. They've been pretty much handling everybody in their path. You know, they took care of business against Duke in week two, slaughtered South Florida. Their their game against Wake Forest got postponed, yada, yada, yada. They played Florida State, beat them handily. They barely got away with Louisville. Don't know what the fuck happened there. Slaughtered Pitt, took care of Georgia Tech. If you're Notre Dame, this game is do or die. I mean... I don't know how else to put it to you. Clemson, if you lose, you know, you've got the benefit of the doubt at least. You know, you're still going to probably have a chance if you win the ACC championship to make the college football playoff because of, you know, previous national titles and whatnot. If you're Notre Dame, you ain't got that. You could make the ACC championship and play Clemson again if you lose. But if you're Notre Dame... You don't have that benefit of the doubt that the college football committee would give you. <coughs> Excuse me. In this situation, you don't have what Clemson has. You don't have the championships. You don't have the roster that is so recognizable. And that's why, if you're Notre Dame, you got to win this game. Even if Clemson is without Trevor Lawrence and people will have questions, if you win this game and Clemson trips up again, you don't have to play them again. You can win the ACC, and you can make the college football playoff and get in. Now, who? Now, who, if Notre Dame is even... <coughs> God, what the fuck is wrong with me? I need a drink. If Notre Dame is even worthy of making the college football playoffs and actually making a run for the national title, I, don't, don't get me started there. I don't know. It's a lot of unknowns. This is Notre Dame's first real test of the season. And this is Clemson's first big test as well. I mean, you could say all you want about Notre Dame when they played Florida State. And you could say all you want about them when they tripped up against Louisville. This is the test. And I honestly think because Trevor Lawrence is out, because of their struggles against Boston College last week, and because of everything leading up to this game that they've been having problems with, the Tigers are in trouble. I don't think they're going to win this game, personally. I would be shocked if they were able to pull it off. And, I mean, number one, you don't have Trevor Trevor Lawrence on your offense slinging the ball. You're, you got your freshman quarterback, uh, DJ, whatever the fuck. He damn near laid an A last weekend. And your defense is just their defense is in a lot of trouble. It's very they're in, the defense is full of holes due to injury, and they haven't really been able to address you know the absences they had that went to the NFL draft and graduated last year. So Notre Dame is a more complete team right now. They have been fortunate to not have the COVID infections that. Clemson is suffering right now. They've been fortunate to really have been able to avoid as much of that bullshit as they can. I know they had to miss one week 
one weekend in Wake Forest. I forget why. Um, so, overall, this game, it's going to be a close one. It's not going to be like Notre Dame goes in and blows out Clemson. I think it's going to be close. I think Notre Dame should win this by about a touchdown and a field goal. So, I'll say 10-point win for Notre Dame. And then Clemson will probably drop to number six because the polls will probably just give them the benefit of the doubt. Now, if Clemson does find a way to pull out a win here, where do, how does Notre Dame get back into it? How do they get back into the talk for the college football playoff? And really, the only answer for Notre Dame if you lose this game is you got to win, you got to run the table and hope you make the ACC championship. There, there's really no other option there. This game is literally win or bust. So I'm going to be very curious to see what happens the rest of the way here for either team, no matter who wins. But I think Notre Dame should be able to shake off some of that stigma that's built up on them, saying that they're not a true contender, and be able to kind of put the ghosts to bed of the Cotton Bowl from a few years back and be able to be able to get this win. So... Um, that's it for the college football portion of the show. We're going to take another quick break. Uh, I'm going to get some fucking water and we'll be right back. And we're going to talk about some NFL before we wrap the show up for the day. So this is actually going to be the second take. So funny story before we start up this NFL portion of the show. While I was trying to record it the first time, I get a call from, of all places, Austria. Literally, the phone, my recording quit, and the phone ID popped up and said, you know, Austria, with no number, just scam likely, Austria. And I was curious, because, you know, I never had a phone call from Austria before, so I picked up the phone and, you know, said, Hola, like, you know, hola, como esta? Swear to God, this fucking guy starts going, uh, 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 is, is, is this, is, is this America? I was like, nah, no, senor, this is Panama, the fuck you want? Fucking disconnects the call on me. <laughs> anyway. Sorry if that sounded a little insensitive. Uh, but, you know, these fucking robocalls, man, they just get insane. All right. So we're going to talk about a few games from this weekend. We're not going to be able to get to everything, unfortunately. I got to work with an hour here. So we're just kind of going to breeze through a few things and uh, be done. So first game we're going to talk about is one close to home for me. The Bengals took on the Titans. They won 31 to 20. It was not even a fucking game. It was just a slaughter on the Bengals side of things. Titans didn't really get the bulk of their points until the fourth quarter in garbage time. This was the upset of the week by far. The Bengals with <coughs> I got a drink of water. I'm still coughing. The Bengals with three offensive linemen out and Joe Mixon out with injuries still were able to get a fucking 31 points on the board. Joe Burrow was able to still go off, have a game, not even get sacked once, and just 
completely annihilated the Titans' defense. The offensive attack has been getting a lot more steam, it seems like, as we get into the closer to the second half of the season. And the defense is finally starting to gel together, um, you know, going into the bye week. So the Bengals really got themselves a quality win, their first real, first real quality win all season. They, the only other win they've had so far was against the Jags. So, I mean, you look at that and you look at who they got coming up next. For the Bengals, they got the bye week next week, which is week nine. They got to go to Pittsburgh. But then the next three games after that, you got the Washington football game team, Miami Dolphins, and the Get Dallas Cowboys. Three very winnable games for the Bengals. Um, so... If you're a Bengals fan, which I am, where what's like is the is the playoffs in sight? Do we see the fucking playoffs as a reasonable option here? Could the Bengals possibly sneak on in? Well, I mean, if they do what they did against Tennessee to everybody else, I think there's a just, just a chance in hell that they could still get in. They would need some pixie dust bullshit to happen because. They still lost to Cleveland twice already. They've lost to Baltimore. They got to play the Steelers. They still got two games against the Steelers and a game against Baltimore to go for divisional games. They haven't won any of them so far. So division is definitely out of the picture at this point. But a wild card spot, it could happen. I don't personally see it. I think the people that are trying to say, well, the Bengals have a real shot at making the playoffs – they're looking at the remaining schedule and they're just thinking, oh, well, if they can just get to 500 and then win the last couple of games, they're good, right? Well, no, I, 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 I'm an optimistic Bengals fan, but I'm also a realistic Bengals fan. This team is not making the postseason. I'm sorry. I want them to. And if, but if they do, even if they do, they're not going to get far. They make the postseason. It'll take a fucking miracle. It just they need more help. They we our offensive line is not consistent. Like it's getting better, but we already had three guys that were injured, and we still somehow turned in a game with Burrow leaving with a clean jersey. The defense it's better, but there's still a lot of holes in the linebacker core and the secondary that we got to get plugged. So I. There's just a lot of work to do, but if you're, but the biggest problem out of this game now that we're past it is what the fuck happened to Tennessee? Like seriously, what the fuck? They were exposed like a fucking Playboy centerfold. It was embarrassing. They're looking more and more like a pretender than a contender. The Titans are. Might be a fucking joke. I mean, their defense against a slapdash put together offensive line didn't get a fucking sack against the Bengals. Tannehill was shut down. Derrick Henry was shut down, especially in the red zone. Like the Titans, they would drive across the 50, get into Bengals territory, and then they would hit the brakes. Like, it was a good game for the Bengals, but it they're not that good. And Tennessee, they started out wide hot 5-0. They've lost two games in a row now. 
One of them last week gets the Steelers in arguably a game that they shouldn't have even been competitive in at the end. And then this week in a game they were not competitive in to begin with. So it's not time to hit the panic button in Tennessee, but I... <laughs> if you're a Tennessee Titans fan, you're probably reaching for it right about now, hanging on to it tightly, thinking, oh, God, please don't do this to me, Titans. Please, no. We can't take any more failure. The Chiefs were bad enough. I, I think the Titans are just in a lot of trouble. They definitely need to kind of get their shit together. And the worst part about this is because of the COVID outbreaks fucking them over, they ain't got a bye week the rest of the way. So it's not like they can take a break week 9, week 10, week 11 and just kind of get their shit together and then go the rest of the way. They got to fucking go. They got to go now. There's talk that the commissioner might allow a week 17, um, an extra, I'm sorry, an extra week in the regular season and just move the whole playoffs up one week and just have the Super Bowl right at, you know, immediately following conference championship week. But for all intents and purposes, they got to go hard the rest of the way and that's going to completely fuck them over. I, I, Tennessee, you're in a lot of fucking trouble. That's all I'm going to say there. Now, moving on. We go from a game in the AFC, AFC North, to a game in the NFC North. It's the old rivalry, Packers and Vikings. Now, Aaron Rodgers has been fucking great this year. He has done very, very well. He cannot He cannot do it all. He, he can't. Green Bay cannot stop the fucking run. Period, 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 end of subject. Not only did Dalvin Cook run fucking circles around them, but the Vikings defense stepped up and was able to stop Aaron Rodgers on the last drive of the game to secure the win and split the season series 1-1 with Green Bay. So, the reason why I'm really talking about this game is because it exposed, you know, kind of like how the Titans were exposed in this game against the Bengals this past week. Packers' defense was incredibly exposed in this game against the Vikings. They they got to stop the fucking run. The Vikings are not that good. They're really, really not. They're not going to make the fucking playoffs unless everything goes to hell in a handbasket for Chicago and Detroit and a shit ton of miracles happen the rest of the way. Vikings are probably going to be at the bottom of their division this year. So for them to walk into Lambeau, an empty Lambeau, keep in mind, but still, for them to go into Lambeau and completely obliterate the Packers' defense on the run running game is just, it's terrible. Overall, this one loss of the Vikings isn't going to hurt Green Bay's playoff chances. Like, they're still going to make the playoffs. They're still going to win the division. I could still see them making a run, but it does definitely make you pause and think, okay, is this team actually going to make a run? Are they legit? Or are we going to be sitting here in a couple of months just looking at this team going, what the actual fuck? How in the hell can you take Aaron Rodgers' basically comeback season and shit it down the drain? So. All right. We're going to talk about <laughs> the Jets. They they got taken. They got took to the woodshed 
this past weekend against the Chiefs, 35-9. to nine. They didn't even score a touchdown. Okay, it's, it, it, it's time. It's, it's fucking time. It's time to just shit on the Jets. What the fuck is this football team? They are totally, totally fucked. It's not even funny anymore. Adam Gase should have been fired already. Along with the executives that hired them, the executives that hired those executives, and everybody all the way out to the goddamn president. The, the, the Jets are just a joke. They are not anything more than a speed bump in this fucking division. Keep in mind, the Patriots are done. The dynasty died. Tom Brady packed his shit and went to Tampa Bay. Gronkowski packed his shit with, with Tom Brady. Cam Newton's your quarterback in New England. This is a problem if you're New England, but this should not be a problem if your team's like Miami, Buffalo, and New York. Buffalo is taking full advantage of this, and they are just, they pounced on the Patriots this weekend and beat them, and they have a commanding lead over the division right now. The Dolphins were able to pounce on the Rams and be able to get a good, solid win at home against them this past weekend. The Jets are shitting their pants. Keep in mind, they, they played the defending champion Chiefs. So I'm not shitting on them because they got beaten this bad by the Chiefs. This was expected and condoned. But this shit ain't going to work. This ain't it, man. This ain't it, Chief. This shit ain't working. They want to draft Trevor Lawrence. You know they are going to try to draft Trevor Lawrence. I Fuck our issues on the offensive line. Fuck our issues on defense. Fuck the fact we can't stop a football with a fucking steel plate. Fuck all of that. We're going to draft the high dollar pick in Trevor Lawrence. Let me ask, let me ask you a question, Jets. Do you remember a certain Peyton Manning in 1996? Do you remember when you were going to be drafting number one overall in 1996 and when Peyton Manning found out, rather than leave the University of Tennessee in his junior year, he stuck around for another year because he didn't want to play for your trash organization. And that's not the only time either. They have completely kamikaze themselves on multiple draft picks year after year. Everybody gives Cleveland shit for their quarterback draft picks. The Jets were doing it before Cleveland made it a fucking meme. So, okay, fine. Let's destroy what we got and just start over with a new set and just completely tank and blow up. You can't even do that right. You traded your linebacker Avery Williamson to Pittsburgh for a fifth and seventh round pick in. Wait a minute. Fifth and seventh round pick to Pittsburgh in 2022. Are you fucking kidding me? That is the equivalent of just giving him away for free. I know a fifth and seventh round pick is not always a bad thing to have, especially if you got a couple extras in one year. I mean, just look at Tom Brady in 2000, but for fuck's sake, 
Why not get a pick for 21? Why not try to rebuild quicker? Are you content with just being mediocre? Is that what it is? This is just ridiculous. If you are a Jets fan, I will I will gladly welcome you to the Bengals club. We ain't much better, but at least we know how to fucking draft and know how to fucking trade. And when we're able to sign free agents, we don't do too bad of a job either. All right. And finally, oh, wait, I'm sorry. One more point about the Jets. Speaking going back to, you know, Trevor, you know, the number one pick in Trevor Lawrence, you know, kind of expanding on it a little bit. Damn it. Actually, I already just talked about it. Well, this show's a shit show. Fuck me. All right. I got my notes all out of whack. So here we go. The last thing I wanted to kind of break down here and just kind of make fun of. Oh, the Chargers led 24-3 in the third quarter with seven minutes left against the Broncos this past weekend. They fucking lost. <laughs> they fucking lost. This is what happens when Atlanta takes a bye week. God bless them. They step up and be like, you know what? Atlanta ain't here. We got to find our choke job somewhere this week. Broncos couldn't do shit against you, and you decided to give up and declare victory before crossing the finish line. That's just pathetic, man. The only good thing about the Chargers right now is just Justin Herbert. He's having a phenomenal rookie season. But your defense let Drew Locke and the Broncos come back to win after having them down 24-3 in the third quarter with seven minutes to go. This is the third time this year, Chargers. Third fucking time this year where you led by 16 or more points in a game and blew it. First two times were against the Saints, and I believe they were also against the Buccaneers. Which, you know, okay, that, that's understandable. Those two teams are basically just point factories with legs, you know? And that, and that's understandable. Your defense can't hang with Drew Brees and Tom Brady. They should be able to hang with Drew fucking Locke. Justin Herbert, protect him. He is going to be the future of this franchise. Do not Philip Rivers him for the love of fuck. I cannot and will not stand for it. Uh, well, that was a very hyper episode of the red zone. Thank you for uh, tuning in and giving us a listen. Um, if you want to listen to us on other platforms, we are on Google podcasts. We're on Spotify, um, obviously on anchor. I know I was trying to get this uploaded onto uh, YouTube, but the damn that file ain't big enough to let me. So anyway, that's it for us this week, guys. Uh, we'll we're going to come back next week. We'll be able to talk about more football, talk about the fallout of the Notre Dame Clemson game and uh, see if anybody else trips up at the finish line as we get closer to December and get closer to primetime of college football season. We are halfway through the NFL at this point, guys. Get the fuck ready. It's going to be a great ride the rest of the way. Thank you for listening. My name is Red. We'll be back next Wednesday. Thank you very much. Have a good week.